0: Let's go on an adventure through multi-level marketing. Let's go on an adventure with Jess. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jess. Obviously, I am coming at you with a slight cold right now. <laughs> part of the reason I haven't recorded recently. Also, I've just been super busy, but I did want to get you guys LuLaRoe part two, which is why I'm here today to show y'all the continued deception and lies in the tea for LuLaRoe. And this is also related to the LuLaRich documentary. So, Go listen to part one if you haven't already. I think it's the last episode that I published and then come back and listen to this episode. Check me out on Twitter at unfiltered underscore Jess. Get a hold of me on Instagram at jess_unfiltered_pod. I try to check and respond to pretty much all of my direct messages. With that, let's jump into today's episode. So the first thing that we're going to go over are the Lula lawsuits as I like to call them. Honestly, the name LuLaRoe is nice because you can just put Lula in front of about every word and it just works. And you know exactly what we're talking about. There was an employee that recently sued LuLaRoe and alleged that uh, LuLaRoe was engaging in racist behavior. This employee was reportedly called a racial racial slur and faced discrimination while at the company. When the employee raised concerns about these racist incidents, they were promptly fired. Obviously, the employee was not happy and a lawsuit resulted from that. There was also a class action lawsuit brought about by a woman named Jessica Ponky who claimed LuLaRoe was an unlawful and fraudulent pyramid scheme. Shocker. In a statement from the class action, complaint, it verbatim says, quote, since its inception in approximately 2013, the LuLaRoe pyramid scheme has generated billions of dollars in revenue, and at one point had approximately 80 to 100,000 consultants, all including a plaintiff defined below, which is Jessica Ponky, who paid thousands of dollars for the initial opportunity to purchase from LuLaRoe clothing items for the purpose of selling such items. However, from its inception to at least the middle of 2017, LuLaRoe consultants' primary income was derived from their ability to recruit other participants into the LuLaRoe scheme rather than the sales of products to ultimate users. Which, right there, definition of a pyramid scheme, you make money from recruiting. Another lawsuit, we've got the My Dyer lawsuit, which is touched on in the documentary, briefly. So My Dyer is a company and they brought about a $49 million lawsuit. My Dyer claims that LuLaRoe has unpaid invoices, alleging that the family in charge of LuLaRoe were using shell companies to hide money and assets. My Dyer claims that Mark, which is Deanne's husband, so Mark and Deanne are the owners slash founders of LuLaRoe. Technically, Deanne is the founder. But Mark, Deanne's husband, said to my dyer supposedly, quote, look guys, I'm not going to pay you an effing dime unless the judge orders me to pay it. And Deanne and I will take our two or $300 million to the Bahamas and eff everything, end quote. Mark and Deanne deny saying this and LuLaRoe has countersued my dyer for a measly $1 billion dollars with a B. Now, the last lawsuit that we're going to talk about, and it's certainly not least, I'm sure there are probably some other ones floating about, and I'm sure that there are going to be more in the future, especially with this documentary coming out and people speaking out against LaRoe But this very last one is the Washington State Attorney General sued Lularoe, um, with allegations of LuLaRoe being a pyramid scheme. Pretty, pretty, you know, basic stuff here. LuLaRoe paid almost $5 million in settlements, so I don't know if that if a settlement is admitting guilt or just trying to get people off your back. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but it seems a little suspicious to me. Okay, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is the Lula leggings and the moldy hot dog water dead fart leggings. So this is also touched on in the Lula Rich documentary. And there's a lovely lady called Roberta Blevins who is in the documentary. And I suggest you guys follow her on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all of those wonderful things because I'm pretty sure she is the one that coined the term dead farts or dead fart leggings because she is in the documentary and she talks about how she received leggings that smelled horrible. So consultants started complaining to Lularoe about their leggings smelling like dirty hot dog water. And people were starting to get sick. When they looked at the leggings, these consultants who had ordered the leggings from LuLaRoe, these consultants were noticing that the leggings were moldy, they were ripping, they were damp. And what came to light in all of this was LuLaRoe actually didn't have enough warehouse room and began storing their products outside in Southern California where obviously, you know, it's hot, it rains. I don't know. I don't live in California, so I don't really know what the weather is like there. Either way, it doesn't really matter where you're at. If you're exposed to water for a long period of time, chances are it's going to get moldy, right? So these gross leggings were kept outside and then shipped to consultants. Basically, LuLaRoe was growing so quickly, and they needed so much inventory, they just did not have the warehouse space for it. And obviously, they didn't handle the that whole supply chain issue very well. So these clothes are sitting in bins, getting rained on, mold is forming, and consultants are reaching out to LuLaRoe. And so LuLaRoe started giving people refunds, and they ended their refund policy after a while and forced people to file for bankruptcy. Because if you buy $10,000 in leggings and then LuLaRoe's like, okay, we'll take them back. And then you buy them and then they're like, no, we're not going to take them back. And now you're stuck with these moldy, dirty hot dog water leggings you've spent $10,000 on. You know, there are people that have spent a lot more than $10,000 on LuLaRoe. But it's basically $10,000 down the trash because who on earth is going to buy these leggings, right? Like no one's going to buy them. I mean, people already don't really buy Lululemon. Well, this was also a couple of years ago, so, you know, maybe the market was different than it is now, but it's like it's already difficult to sell things when you're in a pyramid scheme. Now throw a defective product on top of that. I don't even know if defective is the right word. It's just more like you know, a product that's been damaged due to, you know, poor management, poor supply chain management. But, but anyway, so people were not able to get their money back on these items for a while, you had people filing for bankruptcy, you had people losing their homes and their cars. And as of 2018, so Roberta Blevins uh, reported on Facebook that people are still receiving moldy leggings. And I I think all of this went down around 2016. So even two years after this moldy leggings incident started, Roberta reported that people are still receiving stinky, nasty leggings. Now, Bloomberg Business Week, reported that in 2017, LuLaRoe made an estimated $2.3 billion in revenue. Now, I understand that revenue is not the same as profit. I preach about that on the, all the time on this channel because Hans love to say, oh, look how much money I made. And they never show you their expenses. But a company who has made $2.3 billion in one year and when Mark was supposedly quoted as saying he has hundreds of millions of dollars, you're telling me that you don't have the money, or the compassion, or enough heart to give people money back for these defective products that you're shipping them. Like, if anything, take a loss that year. You know, even if your if even if your expenses are two point three billion and you're bringing in two point three billion, you're bringing in two point three billion because you're selling people a defective product. Like, it's just so incredibly unethical that Mark and Deanne, the owners and founders of this company, can sit back in the Bahamas and give people crappy products that are not what they bought, and then say, oh, well, you know, not our problem. Here's a quote from Mark. Okay, Mark says, quote, I don't feel like we have much to apologize for. I'm empathetic, and I'm sorry some customers had a bad experience, but I don't feel that the company is in a place where a blanket apology is necessary, end quote that is like the definition of gaslighting right there, right? So like, you're like, hey, I'm gonna spend $10,000 on clothes. And, you know, in your mind, based on your contract with LuLaRoe, you're supposed to be getting, you know, a certain level of quality. And then they ship you clothes that are defective, they're ripped, they have holes in them, they're moldy, they stink. That's what you get. And you're like, uh, what, this isn't what I signed up for. And then Mark and Deanne are like, well, you just need to work harder to sell the clothes. It's it's not our fault. We didn't do anything. I'm not going to offer a blanket apology. You know, I'm sorry you had a bad experience, but that's your own fault. You just need to learn how to sell them. Like, this is why MLMs are just so toxic. Just this whole hustle culture of like, the MLM can do no wrong. There's no accountability here. It's just truly an awful situation. And I'll be honest, I'm a little bit confused on the whole refund thing too. Because like, some things that I was reading insinuated that like for a brief point in time LuLaRoe gave refunds and then they abruptly ended it. So like in my mind that's what happened is like they sort of admitted fault and were like okay we'll give you refunds but then they were like no never mind. So if anyone who is involved with LuLaRoe in this time you know has any like information for me on that I tried to find more info on the internet and it was a little bit sparse in that regard. So as far as like the refunds no refunds um it is factual that there were people who reportedly, or at least one person, who did have to file for bankruptcy. This person lost their home, their cars. It's an article on good housekeeping um, because they couldn't get their money back for this LuLaRoe stuff. So again, I have a little confusion around around the refund stuff. But uh, anyway, we'll keep going. Long story short, um, yeah, nasty leggings, LuLaRoe not taking accountability. Next, we'll talk about the Lula Cruise. So the top 1,500 consultants get to go on a cruise at Lula Row. In 2020, the cruise was actually canceled, but it was planned to go to Florida, Mexico, the Cayman Islands, Jamaica, and the Bahamas. And to qualify for this cruise, you had to have $12,000 in sales before tax and shipping for six out of eight consecutive months. Now, the total value of the cruise is nothing in comparison to how much you need to sell. The average price of a cruise, a seven-day cruise, is around $1,500 to $2,000. And this isn't a vacation. A lot of consultants really saw it as like a networking opportunity and not so much like a, a vacay. Now, Lula wrote today. So, this documentary, this Lula Rich documentary, came out earlier this year. Go watch it if you haven't already. I mean, this, this podcast episode will not make up for the experience that is Lula Rich. But anyway, go check it out. Um, There's a lot of comments on Lula Rose Twitter, a lot of comments on Lula Rose Facebook page, Instagram, things like that. So the public is really not in Lula Rose favor. There have been so many articles written by a lot of just, you know, journalists, and they featured Roberta Blevins and uh, a couple of other people from the documentary and from, from the docuseries. So yeah, they, they publicly, like, their publicity-wise, like, Lululemon is suffering. The company, however, is still going. And the company did share a statement recently, and it said, quote, We continue to bring greater focus to our mission of improving the lives and strengthening families through the principles of entrepreneurism while continuing to educate small business owners about the opportunities found in personal responsibility and individual choice, end quotes. Now, I'm a huge, huge advocate for personal responsibility and individual choice, but that also should fall back on you as a company to uphold your end of the deal. If you tell people, hey, this is this is the opportunity that we're going to give you, you know, like that's that's I think what bugs me so much about multi-level marketing companies and Lularo specifically is their lack of accountability and their lack of personal responsibility to just be truthful. You know, like when those consultants bought those leggings and when those consultants were shipped a defective product, it is not their fault and not their responsibility that they can't sell those. It's LuLaRoe's fault and LuLaRoe is not holding up their end of the bargain to provide their consultants with a product of a certain level of quality that they expected when they placed their order. So LuLaRoe has no right to talk about personal responsibility here because Mark and Deanne have refused to take any responsibility whatsoever for the conditions that their consult or the things that their consultants are going through, you know, like they're shipping someone defective products and that person files for bankruptcy because Mark and Deanne will give them a refund for a defective item. And then they had the audacity to say that, you know, they promote personal responsibility. Okay, you do for everyone but yourself, apparently. So it's just very hypocritical. Not a fan of this company, obviously. So the Lularo Huns, unfortunately the people that are still sucked into this pyramid scheme, are unfortunately bringing the ratings down on Amazon. So if you can, go to Amazon Prime. Make sure you give the docu docuseries a five-star review. Because us anti-MLMers and the general public who, you know, can think for themselves, we all are bringing this rating up. That is fantastic. But unfortunately, there's a bunch of one star reviews. uh, Because yeah, there are people out there who are still involved with LuLaRoe who are taking personal offense to all the things that are said in this documentary. Now, lastly, the onboarding package for LuLaRoe has come down quite a bit. It was 1000s of dollars. And now it's just under $500. And you get 65 pieces of inventory, I believe it's $499 because if I'm not mistaken, the Federal Trade Commission classifies anything as $500 or greater as a scam or potentially a scam. So, you know, to get around that, they just took a dollar off. Now, in 2017, LuLaRoe did have around 80,000 retailers, and I am happy to report today that that number is down to around 17,000. So I don't want to be happy that they're 17,000, but I'm going to be happy about, you know, the fact that they lost about 63,000 consultants since 2017. I mean, we can just keep trending in that direction and I think we'll be good. And I hope, especially after COVID, you know, a lot of people that I feel like during 2020, they join these multi-level marketing companies hoping they could work from home and be safe and, you know, all that jazz. But now that COVID's kind of starting to, you know, we're, we're kind of getting over that hump. I really hope that because people aren't making money in these scams, that they're like, okay, I'm going to not be involved with a pyramid scheme anymore. And then they run the other direction. So I'm hoping our MLM, you know, I, what attrition is is getting higher, right? Like I, I hope that a lot of people are just quitting like crazy. And I don't want them to join because attrition is like, you know, people joining and then quitting. I don't want people to join at all. I just want people to quit and then not join. So hopefully, in 2022, you know, we'll all have realized because you know, with the help of the anti-MLM community and with the help of this docu series, we'll we'll get people to to make good decisions and not join these scams. So with that, I don't have anything else for today. I do hopefully plan to post a YouTube video at some point. I've just been so incredibly busy lately. We're coming up on Christmas time and at least for me, it's it's pretty wild I've got a couple Etsy shops and yeah I'm my some of my products are going into a retail store near me so I've been trying to get my inventory levels ready and I make all of my stuff myself and it's like a lot of work and I just spend hours and hours and hours making things and so yeah That's a big reason why I haven't been posting lately, but I hope that um, I can post again soon for y'all. And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.